Welcome to Explore to Evolve, the travel show to inspire you to make your life the best adventure. I'm your host Vivi and in this episode we're talking to Michael Mesmer, world's top performing hypnotist, he's a ghost hunter and he has toured with his incredible show and danger magic to over 25 countries. Welcome Michael. I'm very grateful that you're here so thank you very much. And oh, yeah. I love all of your videos, by the way. I watched a lot of your ghost hunting videos. Oh, cool. I love that kind of aspect, and it's a little scary to me. So I would love to know how you got started with that or what interested you in ghost hunting. I have a book coming out in 2023 that is pretty in-depth in explaining all of this. But, you know, I've kind of been surrounded by that all my life. My grandpa, who worked as a coal miner in West Virginia, actually for 55 years in West Virginia and the coal mines back in the day, his life was saved by an angel that appeared to him in the mines one time. He was down doing the mining. And this is in the era where you were owned by the company store, where they own where you live. The, you, you, the money you made, you end up paying back to them for the food at their grocery store, all of that. So he didn't leave your work. But one day he was down in the mines and an angel, as he described it, appeared to him and told him to leave. Well, you didn't leave your work in those days because uh, you just didn't. It wasn't done. But he left and he took the uh, advice of the angel. Unfortunately, everybody else that worked with him later that day died in a mine accident. And he was the only one that survived. And so that was kind of the start of him telling me these stories when I was young and me seeing that there was more to the world than just what we see in front of our eyes. Have you figured out why he was able to have that connection with the angel and all the other people didn't? Well, you know, he always was very spiritual, deeply spiritual. And although I will say he was a human being, he had his issues. I mean, he liked to gamble a lot. And that's another time that it's something intervened with him because in those days, you didn't go to a casino in West Virginia when you're a gambler. You went to private houses and gambled with other people. And one time he was going to gamble and he touched the handle of the door and it literally burned his hand physically. And he realized he was not to be there and he never went back, nor did he ever gamble again. Wow, that's pretty incredible. What was your craziest or scariest, if you even ever get scared, experience that was pretty weird? Well, you know, I never get scared because I always do a prayer when I go to unghost hunting. And also, I think that the spirits understand. I think a lot of times the TV shows we see with ghost hunting, like Ghost Adventure and stuff, they're really entertaining. But I think that they go in with the wrong kind of attitude. I think if you go in with a positive attitude and you're there just anxious to be able to talk or communicate or give you their story... I've never had a negative activity happen to me in any of my ghost adventures or ghost hunting. So I'm never scared is the answer to that. But things do happen that I guess normal people that would not be in the spirit world or travel and do this type of thing might be scared from. One time I was in the old Montana State Prison up in Deer Lodge, Montana. And during that particular ghost hunt, I've ghost hunted there several times. Well, close to three in the morning, I was ghost hunting which as you know, three in the morning really is the witching hour. So I was in there ghost hunting in the women's prison. I was in the most haunted cell and I sat there in the quiet with the door closed in the dark at three in the morning. And I felt really good about it for a while. And then all of a sudden I heard a voice in my ear say, get out. 
I immediately left. I wasn't necessarily scared, but a bit shocking, I guess you could say. But I mean, the most amazing ghost experiences I've had were before I even started officially being a ghost hunter. Back in the 80s, I was, or actually 90s, I guess it was, I was doing a convention in Vegas to sell my shows to fairs. And at the Hilton there, they had a Star Trek experience where you could go in and experience Star Trek with motion rides, etc. It was the end of the convention. And I always stopped by presents for my son, who's also a Star Trek fan, Wesley, and also my daughter, Ilea, also is a Star Trek fan. But anyway, this is when my son was little, before my daughter came along. And I stopped to buy presents that night. I walked outside the Hilton, was going to the parking structure. A lady came up next to me and said, hey, I see you were at the Star Trek experience. I said, yes. She said, well, I'm on the show Enterprise. Well, that was the show with Scott Bakula that was on at the time with the Star Trek shows that were on. And so I said, oh, my son would love to meet you. Then a car came by, I looked over, she wasn't there anymore, but I wasn't that surprised because I thought, well, you know, it was freezing out there. It was the middle of December in Vegas, which can snow actually at that time of year in Las Vegas. And so she was gone. I thought maybe she went back in the building, whatever. So I drove three and a half hours home, got home. My son was there. I gave him his presents. He gave me the new Star Trek magazine that had just come in the mail that day. There was an obituary in the back of the magazine, and it was for the lady I just met three and a half hours ago, but she had passed away a couple of months before that. Her name was Michelle Waymeyer. Oh, my goodness. Were you able to explain that encounter? You know, uh, it was a full body apparition. It was just like you and I talking right now. There yeah. wasn't anything serious about it, except that she was dead, but which I guess is mysterious in itself. But she had died very, very young in her 30s of a heart attack. And she was uh, semi-regular on the series. And I told my son, I said, son, this is the person I just saw that I told you about in Las Vegas. So he's never forgotten that his entire life. He's in his 30s now. But uh, like I say, I think my grandfather had this ability. I have this ability. I think we're just in touch with the spirit world in a natural way without even knowing it. And that's why now that I go out aggressively approach doing ghost hunting, I, have, I think I have very good results because of that. Such an amazing story. Do you feel that ghosts speak different languages? Like if you go to a different country, different places, have you ever experienced that? You know, I don't think it's, I know that's always a question. How do you communicate with spirits if they're speaking different languages? I think there's a knowing beyond knowing that doesn't require knowledge of any particular language when it comes to the spirit realm. So for me, it's not so much, yes, I may be speaking English, but they know what I'm thinking, you know, non-verbally. And I think they pick up on that and they know how to respond to that. And sometimes perhaps they don't. And perhaps they just respond because I'm there, I'm making noise and I'm connecting with them with devices. I use a lot of the modern technology, but I also use a lot of the um, old school technology, dowsing rods and, and things like that. I think that between the devices, between my intention and my emotional intention, I think that we can just communicate on a different level beyond the language barrier okay i get it so you've done your show which is amazing by the way in over 25 countries yes do you feel that depending on the culture and depending on your audience the people react differently to your show or do you feel like you have to adapt your show to different cultures well you know with magic uh the danger magic or magic in particular which I've performed in 25 countries, including the Great Wall of China. A lot of it is visuals, and a lot of it is just based off basic understandings. I mean, if I'm breaking an arrow with my neck, or if I'm swallowing razor blades, 
it speaks for itself. So generally speaking, the only thing I run into on occasion is people thinking maybe I have supernatural abilities, which I don't. It's theatrical and it's lots of practice, years of working on different demonstrations. But sometimes in different cultures, they perceive it more on a supernatural level. And if I'm able to, I explain that it's theatrical and I'm performance and performance art. But in some ways, what I do is definitely super normal because who goes around breaking arrows with their neck and putting their hand in a wolf trap and things like that. It's true. I love that. And I can totally see how people would react differently. You know, people that in the US, the audience is kind of prepped. They've seen like, you know, shows like that before. They know what's coming. But if you go to more remote places or different countries and cultures, maybe not that much. Right, right. Because many times they'll have seen someone like religious leader do some of these kind of things that look similar. And so they associate it that way. When I was in When I started becoming a hypnotist, which I also do, and I'm a clinical hypnotherapist as well. I work at the Younger Medical Center as a consultant here in California, but I also do stage hypnosis, as you know. And when I got into that, it was because I was inspired by things I saw in other countries. For instance, in Indonesia, I saw the horse dance where they go into a hypnotic state and the person becomes actually a horse and eats grass and is whipped and there's welts up on the back of the person. But after the demonstration, there's no welts. They go away instantly because they were in hypnotic trance. It's fascinating. And then, of course, over in Thailand, I saw the Kin J demonstrations, which is attached with religious beliefs, where they're in a temple, they go into a trance state, and then they're impaled through their cheeks with large spears or even branches of trees, and then spikes put up through their tongue, and they walk through the streets for hours on end. Normally, that would cause very bad complications, medically speaking, but Because they're in trance at the end of this long procession down the streets, they go back to the temple, all these things are taken out, they come out of trance, and there's almost zero damage to their face, body, tongue, etc. Wow. What was one of the most bizarre ceremonies that you have witnessed? Well, I really think that Kim Jay was pretty, pretty out there, pretty bizarre, because first of all, it's visually startling and unsettling. But second of all, this state of trance they go into is pretty deep. And so to be able to do those impalements on all their face, their cheeks, their tongues, I think that was probably the most bizarre. Although I've seen, been on islands where there's headhunters and all sorts of things through my life. Pretty amazing. This episode is sponsored by My Travel Planner. Kaylee, who bought a travel planner, took five minutes at the end of every travel day to answer the questions of the day, which helped her not only preserve these beautiful moments she had just experienced on her travel, but also made her notice how much she experienced on her travels and how much more of herself she started to understand and learn because she was using the travel planner. By using the weekly review, she was able to identify what she did and didn't love about her travel and the way she traveled and it helped her make adjustments that just led to a deeper and more fulfilling experience abroad. The My Travel Planner is the perfect gift for all travels, birthdays and Christmas. Available on Amazon, you can find the link in the show notes. So how would you say all these experiences have impacted you and how you do your show? Well, they definitely have, you know, watching these things. Um, well, any, anytime you're in other cultures, just in general, 
It changes your outlook on the world, on life, on everything else. We hear so much about China these days and how negative. It's true the government is, but the people are just like you and I. They just want to have their families make a living, have a happy life with their children, help the children grow up. So there's the government side, there's, there's the people side. And if you immerse yourself in the people side, you really learn amazing things about how people live, how they, what their thoughts are. And, and it really changes you, the food, the music, the culture. That's sort of why David Bowie, uh, the famous artist, singer, would go to other countries when he wanted a new sound for his music because he'd immerse himself, like, say, in Germany for a couple of years. And that's where he created three different albums because by immersing yourself in other cultures, you absorb that and you grow as an individual and you have more to share with people. Absolutely. I totally agree. Can you tell us more about the headhunters? Well, um, they're a little more tame uh, these days, but they're fascinating. I mean, they really haven't changed all that much, except they don't really eat people anymore. <laughs> but they still like to share that part of their culture and do demonstrations and have people see what their life was about. Um, but today, of course, you know, with the internet, everything else, all the cultures are being, I don't know, watered down or, or changed because taking away that uniqueness little by little from everywhere in the world. Yeah, that's unfortunate and so true. So if someone, if our listeners would like to experience more of these more adventurous, more different kind of, for lack of a better word, tourism and travels, what would you recommend to them? Well, you know, I think it depends where you, what you want. You can certainly go to Germany where the concentration camps were and get all sorts of sad and emotional spirit activity. And that's very unfortunate. Or you can go to Asia and Asia has so many mysteries. You'll never learn all the, see all the mysteries, nor will you ever understand all of them. So you, you know, you go to Indonesia, Malaysia, you go into even Korea, different places. There's so many unusual things to, especially to Western eyes and Western thinking. It's very, very different, but it's very wonderful too, because it's very colorful and amazing and fascinating. If someone wants to start ghost hunting, for example, yeah. where, where would you send them? And what would you say is the most important thing to get started with? Well, the first thing is you don't have to necessarily believe in ghosts or spirits. I got into it uh, for many reasons. One, I'm an entertainer, so yeah. I'm up late at night. A lot of my friends had negative behaviors when they come back from shows. You know, it's very hard to get unwired from shows. Some of my friends have died from alcoholism, drugs, etc. For me, a great thing to do when I get back in the evening is find a cemetery and go ghost hunting at night. That way it gives me a chance to wind down and have a quiet spiritual time and have some cool adventures. So it's a positive that I got into for, for many reasons. But I will tell you that if someone's interested in doing it first, If you watch the TV shows, understand those are made for dramatic reason, for reality show reasons. And you're not going to get spirits scraping you and scratching you and doing horrible things to you. If you go with a positive attitude that you just want to learn more about, you know, spirits, then you'll have a wonderful experience. And I would recommend there's things you can even get for your phone. I have a thing called the Sono X app, which is like a ghost box. So I can use it to help try and communicate with spirits wherever I'm at. I also have night vision camera on my phone. So your phone can be your greatest tool because it doesn't cost anything. You have it with you everywhere you go. So anywhere you find an interesting spot, you can go ghost hunting. And everywhere I go in towns when I travel, 
I always ask the locals, oh, have you heard of anything unusual happening here? Was there an unusual death here? Or is there a place people think has ghosts you know, or spooky? And if you can make, get access to those places. But, you know, the thing is, oh, there's a lot of graveyards and cemeteries that are always open all over the country. And you can always spend a couple hours there in the evenings or, you know, you don't have to do it even at night. If people are scared of the dark, like some people are with phobias, ghost hunting can be just as effective during the day. I've had some of the most dramatic experiences during the day. So look up the night vision camera on your phone. Look up the Sono X app so you can communicate and hear what they're trying to say to you. And um, use your phone first. And then if you get really into it, get, you can make dowsing rods. You can look them up. They're amazing. But again, you have to have an open heart for it. You can't be negative or say, I don't, you know, be smirky or say, I'm going to prove it. It's not happening. If you want to prove that, you don't need to do it. If you want to try and experience something fascinating and interesting, then have an open mind, an open heart, and a positive attitude and go in and say hello, show them you're not there to be negative. And you might find you'd be very surprised at what you'll come back with. This has been amazing, Michael. I have one last question for you. What does living life fully mean to you? Every day has to count. You, you can't waste a day. And by that, I don't mean being overworking, being exhausted, whatever. But every day, you need to find a way to make that day count, that there's something important that day. And that may be just something as easy as saying hello to a, an older person on the street or whatever but always find some way to make that day have a value to it so that when they all add up, you've really done something in the world that's positive. For me, presenting the unusual and amazing and also exploring the unusual amazing, I find that amazing. But those things are things that I do as a hobby and a business. My shows are my business. Ghost hunting is my hobby. And then always cultivate family, whether that's friends or whatever. Always cultivate family because in the end, They're the ones that are going to matter most to you and you're going to matter most to them. But again, every day has to have meaning. Like in the Rocky movie, I always heard of some of these sayings from Rocky, but Sylvester Stallone said in the movie, he said, life never meets anyone halfway. And that's true. You have to go the extra mile to get the most out of what you do in life. I did want to mention my book will be coming out March of 2023. It's called Ghost Transfer, A Hypnotist Among the Spirits from Fayetteville Mafia Press. And I also write for Scary Monsters magazine occasionally, so you can keep an eye for articles from me in there as well. Perfect. That is so exciting. Anywhere else where you would like to send people to, where they can find more of you if they cannot attend any of your shows live? Well, you know, I am on YouTube, as you know, so you can look up Michael Mesmer, M-E-Z-M-E-R there. And then I'm on Facebook, Michael.Mesmer, M-E-Z-M-E-R. And so you can check that out. And, you know, my website... But yeah, if people want to check me out, Facebook's the one that I really mostly post all current stuff on. And it's all my posts are open to the public. They're not, you don't have to friend me to, to see them. Perfect. Thank you so much, Michael. This has been incredible. I love everything that you do. Your shows are really amazing. Danger Magic, all the shows that you do, it's incredible. And I really appreciate you being here. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me for a guest. You're a wonderful person. I enjoyed being interviewed by you. And thank you for your insightful questions. 
Thank you for listening to Explore to Evolve. If you enjoyed this episode, please share it with your friends and family and anyone who would benefit from listening to this episode. Thank you again to Michael Mesmer for sharing all his insightful, bizarre, weird and wonderful stories. And don't forget to check out his YouTube channel for incredible ghost hunting videos and his website for danger magic. Thank you again so much for listening and I see you in the next episode.